Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. Uh, didn't read it, they bought it, 
the person who bought the book and then went around sh- showing everybody they bought the book. You know, what I'm, I'm in the book club. I got my book with me. You know, you know, you every time you see them, they carrying it with them everywhere. You know, but they hadn't really cracked it open. <laughs> and then the third person who actually bought it and reading it, and you know, and as it says in the in the book, you know, the chapter that says you got to study this stuff, man. It's a it's a thing that you got to do on a regular basis. Uh, if you're going to win uh, with this information, because, you know, it's used to getting information if you're not going to apply it and use it. And the way you do that is got, you got to study it. You know, you got you just can't just read it and gloss. I know when you read it, it's going to, you know, some good information come out and you like it. But to really get it in you, you got to study it. So, And you know what? I, I think I do. Do me a favor for you guys who've actually read it, who's actually getting some information from it. And I know that may be five to ten percent of you guys. I don't know, you know, what what number that is, but you know, after the call, send me a text uh, on your favorite part of the book, maybe your favorite paragraph or two, or maybe your favorite chapter that actually did something for you. Besides, you know, the whole book is doing it for me almost. But you know, you might have. You know, as I was going through the book again, I'll see how much I highlighted, you know what I'm saying? So you might have highlighted something that really, now don't go do it just to be doing it to say, look, you know, let me, <laughs> that's how we pass tests. You say, don't do that. You know, that's how, so let me go, <laughs> let me go find a paragraph or two and send that to him and say, yeah, this is the one that really, really, don't, don't do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. But if some people on here that might have, already been filling, you know, a certain chapter, a certain section. Because remember, I told you I'm going to jump, and I'm not going to just go, you know, straight through. I'm going to jump to different sections. Um, and, you know, I'll jump to something that you think that you – and tell me when you text me why and what did it do for you. What You know, what, what did the chapter do? Um, you know, what did that particular sentence do? What are you doing because of that? And so we can start talking about some of that next week. All right. Okay, so now replay number 712-432-1085 and the same pin code, which is 783357-POUND, or you can go to our podcast, which is out on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on Apple. It's out there, folks. It's out there. And just go out and put Tony Fleming in and mindset. You know, I'm telling you, it's, it's funny that, you know, I see it out there in the midst of all the other podcasts, and I'm an unknown guy. I'm just out here. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, we might pull off something that, that's unheard of in the history of podcasts, you know what I'm saying, and see what happens. Like, who is this guy out here? You know, who is this guy <laughs> putting up all these? Because, you know, we're putting up a bunch of podcasts because most people do it, you know, by the week, one a week or something. Man, we're putting up three, three, three or four. We're doing up four a week. And, um, you know, we're getting some reviews, too, which is funny, you know, because, see, a lot of these podcasts out here that, that are popular, you know, they're well-known people. You know, I'm not I'm not a well-known guy. I'm just a guy in my arena that a few of you all know. That, but we're putting up some podcasts, though. It's going to be amazing to see does content re- really matter or is it how, you know, a brand name does it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's going to be interesting to see how we – pull this off but we out here we're in the fight now we're in the we're in the podcast battle and we're the only ones doing conference calls from far far as i know most podcasts or interviews and they're doing you know they're sitting around talking to different type people and you know 
going through the interviews. We come out the bat swinging, you know, we come out the gate swinging with our information, and we talking the same type stuff, mentality, toughness, I mean, uh, mindset, uh, mental toughness, you know, personal and professional development, books, all the kind of stuff that we talk about here. So, all right, and I place it on my page, too. I put it on Facebook. I I put it on Twitter. I put it on uh, Instagram and things so you can grab it and click on it and go check it out. All right, do me a favor again, though. If you if you like it, share it, man. Share it with some people. Let's let's be that guy that come from the back of the pack nobody knows about. Like, who is this guy? People out here sharing this stuff. If you, I'm serious, if you like it, share it. That's the hardest thing to get people to do that because, you know, some people just forget. Some people got ego. They like, I ain't sharing this stuff. You know, some, <laughs> some people got, you know, it's like when you play stuff out on your page and stuff, it's a lot of folks that watch your stuff, but they don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they watch it. So don't don't concern yourself with, you know, how many, you know, likes you're getting when you post stuff in social media. That mean people not watching it. I'm telling you, it's a lot of folks, you know, that's just watching your stuff and just <laughs> may not comment or nothing. All you do is stop doing it and see what happens. They're going to they're gonna inbox you, hey, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? So uh, keep doing it. That's all I'm saying. So And share uh, and send a review or put a review in there. All right, let's go. So I'm going to pick up um, with um, the section uh, where he says, what inspiration can do. And uh, we're talking about Mr. H.C. Mattern. So, you know, he says, do you feel despondent, hopeless, like ending it all? That's how H.C. Mattern felt some years ago. He had come to New York City from his home in Pennsylvania, which he had left because of family and economic troubles. He had ho- he had hoped to get back on his feet in New York. But things, as, as often as they do, when you are upset mentally and emotionally, had gone from bad to worse. Matter finally decided since he owed seven weeks from rent money, <laughs> seven weeks, was down to his last couple of dollars and had exhausted prospects and resources that the only way out was suicide. But there were several little errands he, he, he intent on doing first, and one of them led him through the book department, the ground floor of Macy's department store. And as he passed the book table, the title of the book caught his eye, challenged him. The title was Your Key to Happiness by Harold Sherman. Now, let me say this. When I read this, and every time I read it, which I read it a million times, I always say, hmm, yeah, does that really happen? You know what I'm saying? Because you hear stories of people like even Og Mandino. You know, Og Mandino was, was getting ready to commit suicide. And uh, he ran across a particular book somewhere. I think it was a particular book, and started reading it and changing it. And, and I, I just go, man, that don't that sound too typical? But here's the thing: it's probably not typical. It's just typical because I'm in the environment where we read good books and we read mindset stuff, and you see those stories. Because guess what? It's probably thousands in the history of time, if not millions, that just went on committed suicide, and they died. And we don't know anything about them. We've never seen them, you know. I say hundreds, thousands, not even millions. I don't, I don't, I don't millions is a lot, but just say, say thousands of people that have committed suicide uh, that never picked up a book, that never ran across something. So when I read this, I got to, you know, say to myself that, you know, it's probably a small percentage that has done this, 
but to me it seems like a large percentage because in the books that I've read, you know, you have people telling these stories like that. But that could be a very, very small percentage compared to how many people who actually die and kill themselves when it comes to, you know, suicide. So um, he picked up the book. He, well, he grabbed the book. Uh, the title was called Your Key to Happiness by Harold Sherman. So in matters disturbed state of mind, this title acted as a red flag, a red rag, is supposed to react upon a bull. Madam raged to himself, there is no such thing as a key to happiness. But the title stayed with him as he reached the sidewalk like the lance of a bullfighter stuck in his side. On impulse, he wheeled about, retraced his step, went back to the book table, took the book, and bought it with his last remaining dollars. Now, that always was that. that's always a part of a lot of these stories, too. <laughs> Down to my last, somebody, who was that? Somebody gave their last um, dollar in church or something, and then, you know, that came back tenfold and this and this happened. And I always say again, but then again, that could be a small, small percentage. It's just that the things that I read in the environment I'm in, I hear those, and that maybe that's why. Maybe that's why, because those stories have created books. You know, and I don't hear about all the other people who just died or all the other people who just gave up. So I have to catch my old my, my, my mind and my thinking when it comes to stuff like this. You know, I kind of have to catch myself and say, wait a minute, Tony, think about it this way. It's, you know, because if you see something or hear something on a regular basis, you know, that's what television does. You know, television makes you feel like, uh, everybody's doing because if you watch it, like for example, you 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 watch the local news every day, and at five o'clock or ten o'clock when it starts off, the first ten minutes of the local news is some kind of African American, some kind of brother shooting a you know robbing somebody or some you know there's been some crime in the neighborhood. They they you know breaking news over there. So you would think by watching that and kids grow up watching it, that's that's what we do. That's what we are. Because we watch that every day, like I read books like this, and so. But I gotta think. You gotta know that's a small percentage of the African American community, maybe ten percent, fifty. What about the other eighty-five percent? Well, they they don't show them. So I'm not, you know, when I think about this and I read this stuff, you know, and I said, it ain't because you can easily think this a lot. It's a lot because every book I read. And it said, let's say I read, a, you know, a thousand books. Let's say I read a thousand books. It's always a story like that. But, okay, that that doesn't mean that everybody's just telling that story because it might be a million people that's not, which is the same, you know, when I, when I give you that analogy of the news, when they show black folks, you know, doing this and that, it's, it's ten times or a hundred times more that's not doing that. But if you watch it enough, you think that's everybody. You know what I'm saying? So when they insert stuff, you know, not just that, but in the movies and things, that even in music, you'll think that, you know, it's just everybody's out here. No, it's not the case. So I got to catch myself when I read stuff like this and say, well, everybody's not. It's just the books that you're reading, Tony, and, and that's how these books were created from people who who saved their lives by picking up something or listening to something. Because you hear that with people 
uh, with audios and videos. You hear that, you know, I see it now with somebody would say, like Eric Thomas said, uh, somebody watched one of his videos one day on YouTube, and he was getting ready to commit suicide. Um, he was going to kill himself. And watch that video over and over and over and change his mind. Now, somebody could say, well, that sounds, I don't believe that, you know what I'm saying? But what if that's just a small 1%? You you have to believe it, you know, because, you know, things like that have happened before. You know, so hope you get that point because it just kicked in to me because I went that way when I first read it. I was thinking, yeah, everybody said it. No, it ain't everybody. It's just that the, the books that I read and the stories I hear, you got people who've done that. That make it everybody. It's just everybody in the category that I'm in is doing that. All right, so in matters disturbed state of mind, this title acted as a red rag and supposed to react upon like a bull. Matter raised to himself, there's no such thing as a key to happiness. But the title stayed with him as he reached the sidewalk, like the lance of a bullfighter stuck in his side. On impulse, he wheeled about, retraced his step, went back to the book table, took up the book, bought it with his last remaining dollars. You know, I like that one, too. You have any more you to decide whether gonna buy this book or eat a sandwich. <laughs> the, they didn't say that. That's what I said. So he bought the book, returned to his room with with the poison he had also purchased to take his life. Madden thumbed through the book in a defiant mood. One of the first passages passages he came across spoke to him in these words. Whether you realize it or not, you are directly or indirectly responsible for everything that happens to you. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of people who get on this book club call or our, or our weekly mindset call, <laughs> and the first thing they hear is something like that. <laughs> Man, what is this? He on there talking about this and that, you know. Man, how 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 does you know you directly responsible for everything that happens to you when you got racism out here and you got all kind of other stuff? I ain't responsible for that. Yeah, we understand that. That's not what we talking about, and that's why you have to stay plugged in to things. See, you have to see. You can't just hear that one statement or that one sentence that I say, or hear it on one particular call or two calls. And, and don't stay plugged in to listen to all the calls that we do or get in all. You can't grab it. like It's like listening to a sermon uh, at church or something, and you get you catch the first five minutes, and you don't hear the whole sermon, and now you're going around talking about the person because of that. See, I make sure before I do something like that, because <laughs> you always hear me talk about <laughs> your boy down there in Houston, uh, this is my Bible, uh, Osteen. Because, see, I... I don't take five minutes. I, I've been in the car on Sirius XM and listened to five or six, seven messages back to back of Osteen. And so in every one of them, for 30 minutes, he's saying, God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Don't worry about it. God's going to do it. Don't worry about it. God's going to do it. Don't worry. I'm like, when are you going to say we will do something? Because I, you know, don't, 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 don't text me and say he says that now because – I've listened to, I mean, tons of his stuff. Now, he might say it every now and then, but tons of his messages. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, one reason my wife, like, listened to that. So, but I'm like, God, I'm like, I stopped in the middle one day. I said, I just stopped. I said, what, what we going to do something? Is God going to do everything? Is no effort from us? 
We don't we don't have to do anything. I mean, what, what if that ain't something that people could take and make excuse to never do anything in life? To sit back and say that, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I when I say stuff like that, I kind of try to make sure that I I ain't just heard five minutes or one message or two messages or three. I, I've listened to a lot of them before. I, and that's the same thing on this book club call. It's the same thing on the mindset call. You got to keep hearing this stuff over and over so it's a key to it. It's a message to it. But you're not going to get that message you know, in the on one call for one hour or from thirty minutes, you're not you're gonna get a little bit, but you're not gonna get the full message. It's the same thing in any business you start. When you start a business, you gotta wrap yourself in that thing to get the whole thing because you can't start a business and then hear a few things and say, okay, this is what they're doing. No, it's so much stuff that has to be said and done that. You know, you got to be plugged in 100% to get everything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you hear stuff, you got to keep reading and keep listening and keep, you know, doing that stuff to get all of it. Because think about it. Just for me today, this thing that just came to me, this thought. Now, I've been reading books for years. I don't, I don't think that thought ever came to me. That the reason I say these stories and stuff, and I and I say some of these stories sound you know kind of fake, because everybody is saying it. I never even thought in my mind that everybody is not saying it. It's just the people that I'm reading about is saying it. You getting it? Because it's a newfound revelation for me, and it's been years of me doing this. So I I can't get it from just listening to books or reading books for a year or two or three years or four years. You don't get stuff until you just wrap yourself into it. You know, you don't, I mean, I don't know if y'all, but that really is a revelation for me today to think about all the times I've said that about these books that I'm reading and people say that and don't realize that's just a small percentage of people. But if if that's all I'm doing, I think it's a high percentage, and it's not. So, you know, whether you realize it or not, you're directly or indirectly responsible for everything that happens to you. Now, in order for you to understand this, I mean, you might get it right away or not. You got to stay in the loop. You got to stay in this in this thing to really, really get it because right now you might not get it. But he says here, Madden almost threw the book out the window when he heard that. Like some of y'all just get off the call. I ain't getting back on that. I ain't getting back on that. <laughs> and then you could easily get on the call and say, all I do is, because uh, I had somebody that's kind of close to me said that. you always dogging our preachers. No, I'm not. I'm not I'm not dogging out preachers. It's just a few that I say this to. I'm not. It's a lot of them that, you know, I'm not dogging out. But you could, as a matter of fact, even when I say stuff, it's coming from a true side. It ain't just dogging them out. I'm just saying, look, this is what I got from that, and this is the truth. I guess most people never say anything about that, and so it seems like that's what you're doing. But no, it's not. Mm-mm. But you, it'll take you a minute, I guess, to hang around because I guess people don't ever say anything like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But So he, threw the, he almost threw the book out the window. He had been blaming this unhappy experience in life upon others. You know how we do it, you know, as the company. You know, if you had done 
something, you know, if Tony had done that, if you know, Tony, he, you know, he's the leader. He's supposed to be, you know, just blaming everybody, telling, you know, all kind of circumstances beyond your control had brought you to that desperate condition upon where you were. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't me. I have nothing to do with none of that stuff. It was just, you know, somebody else. The last person he wanted to face was himself, which most people don't. We don't want to look in the mirror at ourselves. We don't want to look at the situation, you know. Least of all, to have to admit that he may have been the cause of any of his shortcomings or problems. You don't. Most people don't want to do that. You don't want to admit that. But you got to think about this. If you're having a lot of problems with businesses and and people and all that, and everywhere you go with some issues, think about it as a police officer would do when he's trying to solve a crime or she's trying to solve a crime. They would look at that situation and say, now, who's been on the scene of this particular crime? Every one of them. Somebody got shot down there. Somebody got, you know, robbed over here. Somebody, you know, money was stolen from over there. Hmm. This one person has been at all those. So we got a suspect right here. <laughs> so you got to start looking at yourself and say, okay, all these situations I'm having, everything that – Who's been on the scene to crime all the time? Yeah, Tony, but that can't be the case. It's, it's other people. It's all other people. Okay. Well, I came to realize that, you know, I really believe this, that, you know, everything is directly or indirectly brought on by yourself. Now, that's a hard pill to swallow, and you don't want to face it. You don't want to deal with it. You know, there's a lot of things that should be, you know, um, that you got to, you know, come to a reality on some things and say, okay, this is my fault. I can't be mad at everybody. I can't, I can't be, um, <laughs> let me give you an example. I'll give you a personal example. This is a personal one that, that I don't mind sharing, you know, um, you know, so like when I do my taxes, I kind of do them every two years, <laughs> maybe even three at a time because I, I owe the government. You know, if I'm getting money back, I'll do them right away. But I do them. <laughs> I don't do them like, you know, everybody else consistently do them. I get behind on them. I do all that kind of stuff. Now, now you know, when they came out with this this PPC program, and this is a person, I'm telling you, I don't mind saying it. You know, the thing that what Trump's giving out this money, you know, you get a $20,000 loan. And that's based on you having your 2018 taxes done. <laughs> so I want to, you know, there's a lot of folks getting that 20000 that you ain't got to pay back. And the person doing it said, you done your 2018. Uh, I'm, working on, I'm working on it, right? <laughs> so guess what? I can't be mad at everybody. I can't be mad at the government because, you know, they won't give me that because that's a part of it. I don't have it done. So I see people getting this $20,000 that they ain't got to even pay back. They ain't got to even pay it back. But because I didn't have my, my taxes done, I can't get it. Now, who can I be mad at? I can say, oh, man, Trump should have done that. He should have based it on 2017. Or... um the world ain't right. That ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? No. It's my damn fault, my problem. I didn't do it, and I'm suffering because of that. Yeah, that's my fault. Well, I ain't suffering, but I missed out. 
I missed out because of that. Now, a lot of you all have been going around, well, that ain't right. They need to do it for the 2017. They need to do it for the... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's my fault. And see, in business, it's the same thing. When you don't advance and things ain't happening for you, and you th- you got to look and say, now, what, what, what do I have to do with this? You know, where am I, you know, in this whole picture? You know, because obviously I'm the most innocent individual in the world. That's what we be saying. It's always something else. Tony, the company, this and that. Where, where am I in this picture? You know, do I have anything to do with it? And most people, no, nah, it ain't me, it's them. Until you get that out your mind, until you get that, you know, thought that you, you know, and I'm not saying it's easy to do, but you got to understand that every time you got challenges, stop and think to yourself, where, where am I in this thing? What do I have to do with it? Where, where is my fault? Because I promise you, if you look for it, you'll definitely find it and you'll know a lot of this stuff has to do with you or with ourselves when we look at situations like that. So, like he said, the last person he wanted to face was himself. Because, see, I can go around saying, man, they're giving all this money to other people, and they, you know, I'm a businessman and all that. Yeah. But, no, there's some things I, that should have been done and should have been in place. And I can't be mad at that, which, you know, people are, though. But he says, to prove to that author uh, of your key to happiness that didn't – I mean, hold on a second, make this right. That he had been caused a shortcoming problem. To prove that the author of your key to happiness didn't know what he was talking about, Madden read further. You know what? I think we read that book, Your Key to Happiness. Wow, I think we did. So Madden read further. Uh, he read the harder he found himself being hit. Every time he read, it was hard. You know. You may be wondering at this very moment whether there's any real way out of difficulties which surround you. And if you are, and if you are, my answer to you is don't lose hope. There's a way to, to solve your problems, to relieve the conditions which they may, may now be pressing in upon you, a way that will enable you to achieve things in life which means most to you. Madam pick, picked up interest. His thoughts of suicide began to recede into the background of of his mind. Every time I hear that his thoughts of suicide make me think of uh uh mind playing tricks on you. <laughs> Having fatal thoughts of suicide. <laughs> I'm on a roll this morning for <laughs> it made me think of Scarface. His thoughts of suicide begin to recede into the background of his mind. What was this way? How could he ever pull himself out of this tailspin he was in? There it was, in plain black and white. You must develop the ability to picture clearly in your mind whatever success you desire. You must you must develop the ability to picture clearly in your mind whatever success you desire. Now, we talk about that. How do you picture that clearly in your mind? you got to visualize it. You got to see it. You got to have it in front of you. You got to have it all over your, or all over your home. You got to have it there. I was watching a video the other day where a guy was talking about that. He said he went to this dude's apartment, and he had it all over. He's like, he's like, man, you got this stuff. 
he had it all over his. Now this guy here became wealthy, made, making a lot of money. But when he went to his apartment before all of this, he was everywhere. You know, all his goals and dreams was pictured on the wall, on the mirror. He was everywhere. And the dude looked like, oh, you really doing this? And the guy that was doing it that became successful was like, oh, you not? <laughs> oh, you not? You don't you don't have your goals and dreams around the house? You don't have your, your on the mirror. You don't have it in your car. You don't have it sitting on your desk. You're not. It's not. You're not visualized because the way that you develop the ability to picture clearly in your mind whatever you says you desire, you gotta have it in front of you. It's like the lady who won the uh, weight loss contest in the, in the book that we were talking about or, or audio that we listened to, <laughs> and and um, they congratulated her and they asked her, "What did you do?" She said, I did what y'all said do. You know, the, the eight things y'all said I should do, that's what I did. And so they said to her, wow, you did those? She said, yeah, nobody else did it. They said, obviously not. Obviously not. Nobody else. You did it. That's how you won. And it was a shock to her because she was like, I thought everybody was doing it. Mm-mm. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. If that was the case, <laughs> it would be a lot more people out here successful if everybody was doing what's suggested. If we all were doing the things that we're supposed to be doing on a, on a daily basis when, you know, we're supposed to be doing it. Oh, no. But, see, that goes back to looking in the mirror at ourselves and saying, you know, what did I have to do with this? So we don't, we don't do that. At the end of the year, we mad because we look at our income and say, man, I've been doing this thing for 12 months, and look how much I done made. That ain't, this ain't nothing. But what we forget to do is look and see whether or realize it or not, as it says here, you are directly or indirectly responsible. We, we, we fail to look at over that 12-month period what, what part did we play in not making the money we want to make. We, see, we can conveniently forget that. We'll think about all the calls we were on. We'll think about all the people that we talk to on a daily basis that we want to recruit for our business. We'll think about all the, the messages that we sent out on direct message and, and messenger. And we'll think about all that. And we'll at the end of the year, we say, well, I ain't really make no money in this. But what we failed to think about, what we didn't think about, is all the stuff we didn't do. You know, all the stuff that we didn't do. We don't want to think about that. We don't want to bring that up. That doesn't even come up in our mind. You know, all you know, the means that we didn't go to, the books we didn't read, the calls we didn't make, the stuff we didn't show up for. You know, we conveniently forget all that. And we only think about the stuff that we did and we say, man, why is this happening? I've done this, 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 this. Yeah, but you didn't do that, 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 that. <laughs> See, that's the part. We, we, don't, we don't remember that part. We just remember, I did this, 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 this. But what about that, 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 that you didn't do? And your success, you're not having the success that you want because you didn't do that, that, that. Remember, your success comes from your daily routine, everything that you do on a daily basis. And guess what? Your failure comes from your daily routine, everything that you didn't do. See, when we sit back and evaluate our life and evaluate our business, and we always seem to conveniently forget those that, 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 that that we didn't do. 
We just remember the this, 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 this that we did. Because <laughs> I can promise you, if we did, if we if we didn't have all those that, that, that's, and everything was this, this, this that we did, uh, that we have done, our life would be different. Our income would be different. Our situations would be different. But we don't do those things, and we forget that we don't do them. And then we start looking at our life and looking at our finances, looking at our situation and saying, wow, what? why is this happening to me? I'm a good person, and the Lord loves me, and this and that, and you know, why I can't have success like, you know, such and such? And why I can't be, you know, why are these people getting it? It's got to be something else. It's got to, no. Now, yeah, it could be something else for 1% of people, 2%. I'm always telling you some gray areas, and there's always some people get lucky, and all some people get, you know, get positioned. But the 98% of the time, it ain't like that. The reason it's happening for them and ain't happening for you is because they're doing this, 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 and they're doing this, 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 this every day. And they continue to do that until they want in life. They didn't sit back and say, well, you know, what about why these, you know, and why that and why this and why that and why this? Uh-uh. But you know when you you know it's like man you don't have this stuff around your house stuff is not up you know you don't <laughs> oh really okay <laughs> yeah I can't put that stuff and make it mess up my furniture and don't look right when people come over they're gonna see that stuff and I just gotta have a uh, a different look I can't have that I gotta have the uh, what's that the uh, the feng shui is it. <laughs> I know I just messed up that whole thing. You got to have the feng shui around your house. You can't have that stuff up. Okay. All right, folks, that's it. I got to stop. Man, I could keep going. I could go all day today. I can keep, but, you know, it ain't going to get on the podcast. My my uh, uh, engineer tells me I got to stop this because when it gets too long, you know, I don't know why. I wonder because it's down how it's downloaded or something. Because you can go to these podcasts and be an hour, two hours on there. Huh? We got to figure that out so then we can keep going sometimes. So, but I got to stop now. Ooh, I was on the roll. I, I, <laughs> but we're gonna stop. All right, that's it, folks. All she wrote, pen and the pencil broke. Um, we'll be back here next Saturday. Same time, same bass station. Bring you some more good stuff from this book, TNT, man. And I'll, Oh, yeah, text me. Send me a message. Send me a, 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 a message in a bottle. Send it by a dove. You know, email me. Now, if you email me, you got to text me and tell me you email me because I hardly ever check my email. But I've been checking it lately. I've been checking it lately. But, um, uh, you know, tell me, you know, if there's something in the book that you really like, a chapter or something, a paragraph or something that moves you, and tell me why, and then we can, I can, you know, read that and talk about it next week or the week after that or whatever. We can jump around on this book. All right. That's it, folks. All she wrote, pen and pencil broke. We out of here. Y'all have a fantastic Saturday. Let's go make some things happen. It's the first day of the rest of your life. Now what are you going to do with it? Bye. <laughs>